A bountiful harvest begins by planting a single seed. And so it was back in 1892 when that first seed was planted, when a revolutionary new type of medical school was opened in a two-room schoolhouse in Kirksville, Missouri. For it was there that five women, 16 men, two of which were black, all assembled to begin their training as the first class in the first ever college of osteopathic medicine. Howdy everybody, this is Dr. Lynn Phillips with Osteopaths on Air, a podcast brought to you by the Oklahoma Osteopathic Association. Now to tell you something about me, I am a doctor of osteopathic medicine, and I'm also kind of like Mark Twain. In other words, we're both lifelong supporters of osteopathic medicine, and we are both big-time storytellers. And that's what I'd like to do in this podcast. I'd love to tell you some stories. Now, this particular episode of Osteopaths on Air is episode number one. It's in a series of seven. The series is the story, the story of the life and times of Andrew Taylor Steele, the father of osteopathic medicine. Now, I'd like to begin this podcast by telling you a story inside of a story, and that is the story of where I accumulated all of the material for this podcast. And so it all began some 30 years ago. I happened to be staying in a bed and breakfast in Guthrie, Oklahoma. Now, the room that I stayed in was decorated in turn-of-the-century furnishings, It had a bookshelf that was just chock full of old books. To my surprise, one of the books I saw there on the bookshelf was the autobiography of Andrew Taylor Still. I was really shocked when I opened the front cover and saw scrawled there the inscription, Best Wishes, and that unmistakable signature of A.T. Still. Well, I grabbed that book and hurried down to the front desk and asked if there's any way that this book might be for sale. Well, after a hairy-eyed look and a long pause, she said, Yes, it is, but I don't know if you can afford it. Well, sheepishly, I asked, How much? And when she said one dollar, I couldn't get my billfold out quick enough. And let me tell you, that was the best dollar I have ever spent. For that book has provided a real wealth of knowledge and stories about A.T. Still. Then there was another source of information that came to me from a book entitled The Difference a D.O. Makes. It was written by my late good friend Bob Jones. He served for many years as the executive director of the Oklahoma Osteopathic Association. I also recounted some old conversations I'd had over a few cups of coffee many years ago with some older osteopathic physicians. And then, like pretty much everybody else, I did a little internet research. I rolled all that information together, and I've come up with the stories that I hope to share with you during the next several podcasts. The stories are of the life and times of Dr. A.T. Still, the father of osteopathic medicine. Now, some of these stories will sound like they came straight out of a Stephen King novel, but the best I can tell, these stories 
are not fiction. They are stories of death and dying and of drug addiction. The story of the tragic deaths of Dr. Steele's wife and six children. Bloody tales of anti-slavery conflicts and politics along with a story of a Civil War surgeon that could amputate a leg in less than three minutes, and who amputated so many limbs during one day's battle, the blood in the room became waist-deep. Stories of grave robbing and of dissecting corpses in the middle of the night. Stories of the treatment of cholera, tuberculosis, smallpox, meningitis, all in a manner that was so crude the cure was actually more deadly than the disease. Stories of the archaic use of bloodletting, scalding, sweating, and purging, and the routine use of drugs like arsenic, whiskey, opium, and laudanum. Yes, these are the stories of why A.T. still embarked upon a whole new medical profession. It's the story of the origin and the development of osteopathic profession. It's the story of the growth of a profession that began with only a handful of osteopathic physicians. They were forced to endure prejudice, trials, and tribulations into a modern-day profession where doctors of osteopathic medicine have earned full medical licensure and practice in all 50 states and 85 other countries around the world. Stories of a single osteopathic medical school in 1892 to today when we have 36 different osteopathic medical schools which graduate over 7,000 doctors of osteopathic medicine each year. And that composes over 25% of the U.S. medical school graduates annually. It's the story of a profession that has grown by over 63% in the past decade, and over 300% in the past three decades. It's a story of a profession that once struggled with acceptance by the MD allopathic community to a time in 2020 when all MDs and DOs alike will receive postgraduate training and accreditation side by side, accredited by the American Medical Association and the American Osteopathic Association collectively. Now I plan to tell you of the events that propelled A.T. Still on a quest in search for answers and the development of a revolutionary method of the practice of medicine. It's the story of osteopathic medicine. This is Dr. Lynn Phillips and I'd like to cordially invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy these stories and much more on our podcast, Osteopaths on Air.